Hey, everybody, it's Paul. Welcome to yet another tasty nugget from the Christian Rock 20 interview archives. This one came from February 9th of 2016. This was the final interview we did about the band Falling Up. We chat with Jesse, he's the lead singer, and also, of course, the mainstay of the band. We talk about their final record, which was their self-title, which dropped in 2015. We also chat a little bit about his future plans, kind of what went into this record, how it came to be, and why they chose to call it quits. I think you'll really enjoy this one. It's a fun look back on a band that still gets a lot of chatter online now, even though they've been broken up for now five years. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. We'll get to it right after this. Hey, it's Paul here taking a quick break to tell you about my other podcast. It's Life While Parenting. My wife, Sarah, and I get into all of the fun and not so fun stuff of parenting. Everything from the pandemic to dealing with parenting while having a complete and utter lack of sleep and everything in between. But if that wasn't enough, we'll also get into more fun things like stuff we wish we had known before we had our second kid and the hip lingo that kids are slinging these days. So make sure you join us every Wednesday for a fresh episode of Life While Parenting, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Jesse, I'm sad for the reason why we're talking for the last time, but I'm also glad to have you on the show before everything comes to a final close. But uh, either way, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason why this is sad for those people who don't know is because Falling Up has just released their final record just a short while ago, and and this is it. So uh, tell yep. us a little bit about what went into what was going to be the final record for Falling Up. I always had a bunch of songs, kind of back catalog stuff, constantly writing and just here and there and stuff. And then, you know, it, it wouldn't fit on a record or for whatever reason, you know, it was in between records. So there were there were quite a bit of songs, but then, yeah, well, we um, just kind of decided to end on like a good note. You know, I never liked sticking around and kind of forcing something that didn't feel, you know, as natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you guys probably had a couple more years and you a couple more records or whatever. But I think that mainly it was like the actual style that falling up was i didn't want to venture too far from that because i mean we had we've already evolved quite a quite a ways from where we started but i feel like in the last you know four or five years that style that we've evolved to has kind of been something that we were kind of gravitating around for a while and i didn't want to go too far away from that because i know it's going to be something completely different so i really felt like there was only a certain demographic of what i could kind of write within like these boundaries and it just i just felt like i was running out of like progressions i was running out of melodies you know it was just like there's only we always have to have minors and a little major shifts and stuff and so on the technical side of things it was like you know i i just there's only so many notes that you can do and only so many sounds within that genre so i just felt like i didn't want to put out a record that was not going to be something i was proud of or felt like it was a repeat of something before so you know i was like i think it's time that this is the last group of songs. And I almost didn't think I would come up with all of them because I had probably about six of them when, you know, we went into it. And then I was like, I'll write the other six, you know, and kind of wrap that around because some of them were a little older. But yeah, so I was a little worried there for for a while because I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can actually finish this. (laughs) It might have to be an EP or something. But then I just kind of like got a second wind and went for it. So it worked out. But yeah, I think that that's the main reason why we thought about calling it quits after this so 
Okay, fantastic. Well, the time in the studio, getting all of this laid down and recorded, tell us a little bit about that. Well, we did it like pretty remotely between the guys. We all kind of have our own setups and stuff. I mean, my setup is sort of the main one that um, when guitar players would come to and we would track. Josh came over and tracked drums. But then Jeremy, you know, he's in Austin, Texas. So we would just drop box the send of files to him and he would record bass, send it back. Um, and then after the drums were done and some of the main like tar part, just structure of the song was done. Then we all kind of from there passed the songs around just to each other and added little parts as we went and somebody would be working on a little guitar piece in the song and then send it and um usually i kind of would sort of go through like people would put a lot of stuff on it mm-hmm. and i kind of would go through and just sort of edit things out or edit them up or do any kind of changes to it and just kind of like direct it you know until it was a song that i felt you know worked on the record so we it was a, a pretty group effort but it was pretty like i mean over a long span of time you know so it wasn't like we just planned it out in three weeks which we would usually do in the studio so it was a little bit of a different dynamic i wouldn't say that i liked it any more or any less than going into the studio and just hashing everything out at once it was just different you know so yeah. it, it was cool yeah it seems like that kind of uh, a setup would would definitely have kind of gives and takes i mean the good part about it is it doesn't feel like there would be as much struggle for time. I mean, because, right. you know, whenever you go into, like, the studio and you're, like, all there at the same time, you guys all have stuff that you got to get to or you're paying for the studio and, and all that adds yeah. up really quickly. Whereas we're, the way you are now, you guys can take your time, but at the same time, you don't get the time spent together to maybe vibe on it as much, but you don't have to be rushed. So, yeah, it right. like that right. a trade-off. Yeah, it is. And sometimes, you know, it's like when the more you second-guess yourself, a lot of times I've found that I... Like, I liked when I kind of felt the pressure of having to just choose, you know, because it's just like being in a candy aisle. Like, you just take forever to make a decision because there's so much. <laughs> but, like, if you know exactly what you want to do and you're forced to because you only have a certain amount of time to do it. But I always felt like the, the thing that I, on our other albums later on, when I'd listen to the mixes coming in, and, there, you know, there'd always be time from when we left the studio to where when we started getting mixes it was like two months period and as i'd listen to them i'd be like oh man i kind of want to do this to the song now or i want to add this so it was always little things that i kind of wish that i did and so with big decisions i think the way that we recorded is a little bit harder but with little decisions it just it's like a miracle so nice very cool very cool well i'm glad that you got to have that experience and it turned out to be a, a positive one because you know it, it always seems sad whenever somebody's like well we had to put together our last album but it was kind of you know we just really did it yeah. for the fans and it went really yeah. quickly and you know whatever but uh, it doesn't sound like that was the case for you guys and i'm happy for no, that for no sure. yeah now, uh, with this being the last record, of course, there's a lot of things that I'm sure people ask about and maybe expect to a certain degree, but um, I'm sure one of those things tends to be, uh, is there any plan for any final shows to go along with the last record, or if so, have those already happened, or what's the deal? Um, we had a show, I think it was Joshua Fest, um, okay. yeah, and that was last, well, that was like actually right when the Kickstarter was going on, I think. So that was a while ago, but, um, but yeah, that was kind of what we had talked about as being our last show. Um, primarily because it's like, if we're going to do a show, I want to like really put a lot of time into it. And 
you know, even, even though you're recording and stuff and we still have our, you know, group tight knit as far as like knowing how to play with each other, but it still takes practice. So it's like, you know, I, I'm a perfectionist with that and I obsess over our shows and the last ones that we've been doing, I just want to make them perfect and everything has to be timed. Everything has to be like rehearsed over and over. And so it was one of those things where it's like that amount of practice and then travel to do a show, whether it's around here, we would still have to travel. You know, Jeremy would have to come and the guys, you know, would kind of have to take time off work or whatever for rehearsal. And then, you know, and, or if there was a tour, that would be more. So it's like one of those things where it's a lot harder to just like have a lot last couple shows or whatever, um, based on the fact that it would just take so much practice on our end. And that's just because that's the way that we've always been. Like, I wouldn't want to do a last show and then it's just like not that great. Yeah, you know? no, I understand. I understand. And that's good. That's good. I mean, you know, I think that's another one of those things that, that people tend to look back on and be kind of find it, I don't know, maybe a little sad and it's slightly different, but you know, you, sometimes you go to go see a band that you remember growing up with and you know they're eking out yet like you know their fifth farewell tour or whatever and you go and see yeah. and go yeah this feels like either <laughs> desperation or a money grab or something because they're yeah. not good anymore <laughs> yeah yeah so. and that's that's the main thing is like you know the idea of just trying to make you know profit off of the last time that we're doing something there's always going to be a little bit more you know sales a little bit more attendance to shows it, it's like your last thing but, you know, I, at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like if we, if people in the band, you know, I think right now, maybe later it, they might feel like, oh, they don't have that closure. But I think right now I have that closure and the guys have the closure as far as we don't need to do something like that to feel like it's completed, you know? And yeah. I think that, I think that that's important. Like if we were in the band, we're like, you know, we just don't feel right without doing it. Then we probably would find a way to do it, you know? But, yeah, for sure. With this being the final record and you had mentioned that, um, the, a lot of these songs were songs that have been kind of written at various points of the, over the last few years that maybe didn't fit with another record or uh, maybe were written in between records and whatnot. Um, I know that a lot of the past albums have been concept records, so I'm guessing with the songs being kind of pulled from various places that this is not necessarily a concept record. Is that correct? Yeah, it's more of... Uh, I was looking at kind of the aspect of our career, and... Mm -hmm. Other than crashings, you know, that that was just kind of a record in a lot of ways like this when it just came to there are songs that we had. Some of them I had written when I was really young and we revamped and then some of them I had wrote just before we went into record. So it was like kind of this mixture of songs and, and I felt like from there, you know, we went into this concept. I mean, because even Don Escapes, it was a concept record. It was a little bit on the lighter side of things, but like every record had some kind of thing, you know, some kind of wandering theme in it. Yeah. And, and so I felt like that has been our careers is it's less of like, we've done regular albums and then we do one concept album that, you know, cause there's always those bands where it's like, they just do regular albums and then, but this one's our concept one. Yeah. And it's like, I just kind of feel like that's not who we were. We were always a band that was just doing concept albums. And so I look at us as a concept band so in a way, this album still follows that mentality, like following up as the concept band right. is what we've always been. But as far as like a direct concept of this album, 
Um, it's more like crashing when it comes to just following certain themes, but not necessarily. I mean, it does have a story in it, but it's not like I, I purposely made it very convoluted and very subtle just because I wanted to kind of end on like just a, you know, oh, like a funnel. I wanted it to, I wanted to just sort of keep expanding out, you know? Right. We we talked about playing a, a couple of songs off of this record, and and we're just about to play one uh, here in just a few minutes. Do you uh, is there a specific one that that really comes to mind as a favorite off of the new album that we're going to play? Um, I think Rangers is um, one of my favorites. Um, I think that it it's it's a song that it's one of the oldest ones on there, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of weird because um, you know it's a little later in the record, and it, it just kind of has this sound to me like a more of a newer style for us uh-huh. but um but yeah it's, it was one of our oldest ones so it it's just a song that i, I really like the dynamics of it and it was a, a really fun one to just kind of tackle because there was a lot of problems in it and we just kind of worked through them and so it was it was just kind of like a neat little victory that we had in the studio Nice, very cool, very cool. And uh, also, I saw that that fairly recently, you guys had put out a music video for the single "The Woodshop," which mm-hmm. I've been kind of having it going in the background as we've been doing this interview, and it's rather trippy. Um, <laughs> where did the where did the idea behind the uh, the story of the the uh, video come, and does it does it correlate with the song? Do you think, or is it just an interesting it, visual to go with it? It's an interesting visual, but so Jotham Porzio, he's a really great director, filmmaker in Portland. And, um, he came, uh, we had, I had done uh, some music for him for some short films. And so we were kind of doing work trades and, um, he, uh, he said, you know, I'd, I'd love to kind of cash out on that work trade and do your video for you. So he, you know, he asked me certain things about the song, certain things about the record. And one of the main things that he asked me was, you know, what, what is the wood shop in the album? Is it like, you know, part of the house is it like a barn and stuff and i said well the album obviously takes place in a house and it's within you know different areas and stuff but the wood shop is a forest because i like the idea of you know it's like a wood shop before it gets cut down or what what not you know mm-hmm. so it's like that was the area wasn't it wasn't an actual place like a shop you know where there was wood cutting so he just took that idea and then had his own kind of imagination within that. So as long as there was a forest, that was the main point of it. And then outside of that, he kind of went and did his own thing. So it's not really connected to the story, but it is his own interpretation of, you know, what happens in the woodshop. So nice because i i also lived in in portland and did a decent amount of traveling around the northwest up until fairly mm-hmm. recently uh where was the forest where that was shot i can't remember what it was called but it was a tree farm it was a family's like they had a couple of them and um they were just like they had a bunch of property and they have two tree farms um it is north portland i think northwest portland um so it's kind of out like past like st john's area and stuff um and so it's i i didn't go there i didn't make it on the shoot because we were actually they told us that it was on sunday and Uh then we thought that it was for like a long time and then he had written an email and then at the bottom he's like oh by the way it changes saturday so like (laughs) i just was I thought it was on Sunday, so I wasn't even there, and I was pretty bummed. But from the pictures and stuff, it's a really neat 
area. So yeah, because it, it, it cool. looked slightly well of course i mean you know tree farms where they plant them in rows kind of i'm sure mm-hmm. one looks somewhat like the other but it reminded me of some of the tree farms that i passed on the way to uh, spokane along i-84 uh from yeah. portland and i was that's wondering the one we originally wanted to do but yeah. we were like just getting you know the actors the kids out there and yeah, it's a bit it was drive. just been like yeah yeah. Well, cool. Well, it turned out really nice, and it was unexpected. Now, for those who are listening, you should totally go check it out. It's up on the Falling Up uh, Facebook page and everything, and I'm sure you can find it on YouTube and whatnot as well. But it, it takes a turn about halfway through it. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it, though. It was fun, and it's definitely something that you don't see um, many people take the initiative to do in a music video, especially nowadays when everyone's dealing with uh, you know kind of constricted budgets and everything. So yeah, I thought yeah. that was very cool. Very nice. Cool. Awesome. Well, now, of course, the, the big question that comes now is following up, done, done the last record, um, but you're still a musician, you're still a writer, you're still a songwriter. What's the next thing for you? Well, right now, um, I'm doing, I'm finishing up a couple of scripts um, that, that I've been just sort of messing around with for a while, but, you know, because of time, just haven't really put a whole lot into, so finishing that up and then kind of in the just writing world fiction writing world between the scripts and then I'm um, working on a novel I just I kind of have to like my my rule that I play with myself is that I have to finish something um, before I start the next one and sometimes I have ideas and you know those are okay to like just drop down real quick but I don't I try not to put too much into an idea if it if I haven't finished the one before completely. So um, I have plans for certain things, but um, I always have to finish the ones before. So right now I'm finishing those scripts and then, um, and then my plans are um, I'm going to be writing a book. It's sort of going to be a mix between fiction and kind of just uh, autobiography of, of my time and falling up. It'll be kind of neat because it's just going to start off when we first were touring and there'll be a lot of, um, you know, true stories in there and fun things, but then a lot of just kind of the imagination of falling up and how it affected my life and how I sort of came up with those concepts and stuff and the way that it worked while I was on the road and stuff. So I think it'll be kind of a neat book. I just kind of have something outlined with it. Um, but, uh, it'll also have some stuff at the end just about, um, you know, advice, things that I've uh, found, you know, was some problems with the band when it comes to, you know, the industry and the mistakes that we made. And it's it's not going to be like a slander book. It won't be anything about what other people did wrong. It's simply going to be about what I think we did wrong or what, you know, the mistakes that we made as we went along and the misunderstandings that we had when it came to our expectations of the industry, our expectations of the way that things are supposed to be and stuff. So it'll be kind of a neat little book, but again, I probably won't do it for a while. As far as music goes, I'm working on mainly right now. I'm scoring for certain things, a lot of uh, short films and stuff. I'm trying to work my way up through um, to, to, films and that's why i kind of do the screenwriting because i want to eventually um just kind of be full-time into that but then i am working on an album on the music side of things a solo album so it'll be it'll be something i think will be kind of neat i'm trying to depart from everything that even i branched off from you know when it came to like river empires and the boom catcher like i just i'm taking a step away from all of that 
mm-hmm. and just going into something completely different. So I'm excited for it because it, I just, I needed to get away. I didn't want to just go from falling up to river empires or full time into that. I just wanted to like take a step away from all of it and just start something new. So. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I wish you the best with all that. And I know that, that it's kind of a, I don't know, I don't know. It may not be for you, but that would be a somewhat of a scary thing for me going into something completely different. But I'm glad that, that you're doing it because I know that a lot of times that can be something that, that you just, you know, you need to do and you need to get um, kind of off your chest and need to, to move past some other things. And um, right. You know. Whatever it yeah. turns out to, to yield, I, I know that it will be, if nothing else, kind of therapeutic and, and a good thing to do, and, and we'll anxiously uh, look forward to hearing it. And thank you for all the years of music from Falling Up. I know that that's kind of a, a being in a band can, can be a love-hate relationship in some ways, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's been great to, to follow you guys and what all you have done, and through all the changes, man, it's been fun. Yeah, well, thank you, and thanks for all the support and stuff, and, you know, we, I mean, we had a lot of fun, and... I, I feel like, you know, all the fans, especially in the last, like, five, six years, were really awesome because, you know, we we hadn't been accepted as much when we were off the label and this and that, you know. So it's one of those things where it just it was neat to have people who were still interested in us and following us wherever we went. And I think that, that that's what kept us going, you know, instead of just ending at fame. So it was really awesome that we got a chance to continue independently, you know, between all of the Kickstarters and just, um, just the support, you know, so that, that was really awesome. Excellent, man. Well, I'm glad that that, uh, turned out to be a viable thing as well. And, um, yeah, man, it's just been, it's been a lot of fun and I'm, and I'm glad to have known you through the process too. It's been nice to, to get to talk to you several times and, uh, kind of get your take on things. And, and you're definitely one of the most I guess, uh, especially your process, I think, is one of the most unique that I've run across in the seven years of doing the show, and it's always interesting to kind of get where your head's at whenever you're uh, putting together new music, man. So it's it's yeah. fun, and I hope this isn't the last time. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about the solo project in the future. Yeah, of course. Of course. Excellent. Cool. That, of course, was our interview with Jesse, the lead singer for the band Falling Up. It was great to be able to re-listen to this interview. I'd forgotten about so much of it. <laughs> but Jesse's a cool guy, really quirky and and fun to hear kind of his artistic process. There will be some other older interviews that we will drop from him eventually on the podcast. So make sure you keeping up with us by subscribing by giving us a review and also give us a rating. It all helps. We want more people to find this. And uh, who knows, maybe one day we'll give you guys some brand new interviews that no one's ever heard before because maybe we will have just done them. So we'll see if that works out. But in the meantime, we'll keep on dropping some of these classic interviews on you because I know that you guys really dig on them. So show us some love. Give us that rating. Give us that subscription. Hit subscribe on iTunes. And of course, if you want to leave a review, good or bad, you can do that too. You can also find a way to leave me a voice message in the show notes. So we would love for you to get in on that as well. Give me a holler. Let me know what's on your mind. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll even get a shout out on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next time here on the Christian Rock 20. Keep on rocking. The Christian Rock 20 is a production of Monkey Grinder Studios and is written and produced by Paul Gibson. Hey, it's Paul here taking a quick break to let you know about another podcast. This one is hosted by myself along with my brother, Mike Gibson, and we talk about his book, 
Big Presentations in Small Rooms. Check out the Big Presentations podcast and find out how your presentations or even just your communication with the people in your life can be, well, better. And you'll find some humor, some great stories, and some life lessons in there as well. The Big Presentations podcast. Find it wherever you stream your podcasts.